Hello and welcome to an incredible episode of BJ Shea's Board Game Alliance. We are on 117 and I am your host, Joey, a bragging baker, baked black bread D's. Yes! Killed it! Wow, bravo. Oh, thank you. That's right. Of course, across from me is Sean Epperson of Think 12 Games, who could not stump me today. <laughs> oh, hey, hey. And Josh Utley of the Omega Gamers joins us. Hey, how's it going? I'm doing great. Vicky B is on assignment. Today, we are going to have two great guests from OrcaCon on to talk about the January convention that will rock our worlds. Josh. How can the Geek Nationals get a hold of us? Oh, they can go to bjgeeknation.com and you get all the podcast, blogs, interviews, videos, links, and more. More! Or just check it out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, or iTunes, or Odyssey. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y dot com. Odyssey. Well, I don't think we should keep the Geek Nationals waiting because I see that Steve and Donna are on the line waiting to talk with us about OrcaCon. With us today are two amazing guests that probably love board games even more than we do, which is a shock because we pretty much only board game 25 hours out of the day, I'd say. Yeah, we find an extra hour. Yeah, we find that extra hour. We do want an extra life. Exactly. <laughs> Donna Pryor and Steve Hobbs of OrcaCon. They Ooh. are awesome. Welcome to the podcast. Well, thank you. Thank you. Uh, for those of uh, the gamers that don't know, you all, all help put on a con- little small inclusive convention every year in January, I believe, of 2023 this year. Would you uh, tell us a little bit about what you're doing? So OrcaCon is a tabletop games convention. Um, we're focused on diversity, inclusion, and accessibility. And I guess, let's see, what is this, year eight? Um, I can't wow. math, so I don't know. <laughs> And this, yeah, I, love, I love the fact that you added inclusion to our uh, intro. Thank you very much. We pride ourselves on that. Yes, definitely. <laughs> um, now we have gone to a lot of cons. Uh, Josh and John is uh, Josh and John. Josh and John. Josh and John. Josh and John. <laughs> we are one. We know this. <laughs> our lovely board gaming experts, Josh and Sean. Now I know you've been to some Orca cons. Do you want us to tell us a little bit about your experience with them so far? Uh, for local cons, absolutely the best con I go to. Best con no. they go to. Yeah, it's. I have a blast at OrcaCon every single year. I totally look forward to it. Um, there's people that come down from Canada to join part of OrcaCon. So there's some folks that I only get to see at OrcaCon because of that. Like, it's just, it's always a fun time. And the fact that they really do a good job of making everyone feel welcome and safe and, you know, like, just... It, we're happy that you're there. It makes it a, a really special con. That's awesome. Uh, Donna and Steve, oh. what do you guys do that makes this con so special? What do you put on? What kind of games are people playing? Oh, gosh. Uh, oh, go ahead. <laughs> um, just it's, it's about half and half board game and tabletop RPGs. Okay. And the RPGs mm-hmm. can be anywhere from... Uh, you know, like uh, little story games on up to D and D, and all games in between. <laughs> you know, and I think the big deal and, and why we're so successful and why you have given us a rounding endorsement as the best con ever yes. is that we focus on the inclusion part. We make people feel welcome. I can't uh, disagree purpose. more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I agree more, not disagree, but yes. Uh, inclusion is a huge part about board gaming. I mean, 
feeling welcome, especially when learning. I mean, because there's a lot of learning that goes on in these board games. So Donna and Steve, what do you look forward to most when you're putting on one of these cons? <laughs> Besides a bunch of work. <laughs> it is a bunch of work. It's my unpaid full-time second job. Uh, as board gaming should be. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, don't, uh, I don't work as hard as Donna uh, at these Orcicons, but uh, True. My, my thing is uh, just, you know, managing the uh, media folks that come by. And by the way, you guys have not filled out your media badge. Please do that. Um, you and, guys. Uh, and I am there at your beck and call. So you, you come by and you want a nice, quiet room to record. I, I will be there for you. If you want a cup of coffee, I will be there for you. Um, I love the con because it is the weekend just before session starts. So I get to not think about politics and government <laughs> stuff. And I get to play games and meet friends. That's so, cool. I will get I mine filled it. out quickly. Yeah. <laughs> I'll make sure I they like, get them. Um, one of the things that really kind of drives me every year is when we did our first OrcaCon, uh, we ran a Kickstarter for it and wisely ran it for enough money to pay the hotel bill. Ah, you yes. know, for, for mm -hmm. not, you know, realizing it's just like, if we have this, it's great. Um, we're going to have like 300 people show up. Not a big deal. We can handle this. And then 800 showed up. Oh, man, that's overshooting. <laughs> so huh? I was really, really glad that we had enough to pay for, you know, the rental for all the different things that we were doing. It's a good um, problem to have. Most it is a good problem to have. <laughs> I was just like, well, I guess we're we're hitting something that people want. And um the one thing that always sits with me every every year when we start planning is that I did a survey um, post-show, like I do every year, and 11% of those 800 people, well, not all of them responded, of course, but 11% uh, of the, res the responses had never been into a game store or a convention before. They're all brand new. Wow. And wow. so I, th I think that that's important in, you know, and kind of, taking down the gatekeeping that I experienced when I was young, because I'm an old boomer. And, you know, I, I, I made the con that I always wanted to attend, you know, where I felt welcome and there wasn't any gatekeeping. Um, like, unfortunately, you still see today. It's like if I rock around a show and I'm wearing my uniform for work, then people will talk to me. But if I'm just dressed like, you know, just like a regular nerd, besides my work nerdness, um, it's like people you know, we'll just ignore me. Or, you know, I got tired of when I was young, it was like, oh, is this for your brother, your boyfriend, your dad? And then I got older, is this for your kid, your son, or your husband? And I was like, uh, no, I would like to play with this little miniature model, please. And how do you paint things? It's for um, me. Well, we yeah. Can. And so, you know, it's just kind of always stuck in my mind that all these people had never been to a game store because they didn't feel welcome. And that was a lot of the feedback that people gave is that they always felt intimidated and games can be intimidating with strangers well, we you know, can or worried that you're not going to understand it. And especially because, to be honest, a lot of the games that people did play maybe when they were young were, you know, Candyland and the Game of Life and Monopoly and things like that, which, um, you know, that. <laughs> You know, I don't want to bash any kind of games, but, you know, Monopoly is the one that everybody bashes, which would have been great <laughs> if it was in its original format by the woman who originally created it was an anti-capitalism game, which a lot of people don't know. That's funny. Um, yeah. And so so when you get people and they're just like, well, you know, maybe like I 
loathe Scrabble. I can't stand it. <laughs> I will happily say that I can't stand Scrabble. I agree But with you. I'm not going to crap on anybody for liking Scrabble. And if somebody is like me, um, you know, or if they've got like me, I've got dyscalculus. So numbers can be hard at times. Um, and so, you know, being able to tell these people is like, we'll, we'll teach you how to play games. Come on in. If something looks good or you want to join in, we'll welcome you to table. It's like we actively bring people a table instead of just saying, oh, you're welcome. You're welcome to come to the con. But instead it's like, we'll, please come to the con and let us show you how to play games. We can, and that uh, has always been such a big core of everything that we do is trying to have, even when you have like Pathfinder Society or, you know, the um, D&D Adventures League and stuff, this, the, those people aren't really new to games. And, you know, they're very specific ways of playing the games, but they're not necessarily welcome to that new person who doesn't understand a single thing about playing a role-playing game. We can definitely attest to that because when we're at cons, we always... Anybody who walks over, we know we may not even finish a game because we're going to talk to everybody. And you saw us doing that, and you made mm -hmm. a point to come over and say, hey, I want you guys right in front of the elevators. <laughs> <laughs> One, you're loud. People notice you. But you talk to people. So you've actually, yeah, you're, you're right. You made a point to do that. And we invite people into our games even though we don't know them, right? Yep. We've got an open spot, and they're like, hey, what are you playing? Oh, we're playing this game. We've got room. Would you like to join us? And, you know, they sit down, and we, or even if they're like, well, I don't know how to play. Well, don't worry. We'll, we'll teach you how to play the game. And whenever we're playing with new players, we don't go, like, if I'm going to attack someone, I'm not attacking that new player, right? I'm like, I'm going to be cool and courteous to them, and then I'm going to beat up on Josh because it's funny. Smart move. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. That's cool. yeah. That really proves that Donna's on the lookout for it, too. Because we've been to cons where, like, you guys need to quiet down a little bit. Uh, <laughs> you need to, you know, be in your bubble. It's like, well, no, we're, we're gaming. It's meant <laughs> to be a social. Gaming thing. is definitely very social these days. And I think that's, I think you guys touched on it perfectly. The best part about OrcaCon is there's nothing better than when you enter a room and you feel invited to every table in every genre of game. Because I have been in those scenarios where you show up and they're playing Warhammer 40K or something, and there's no invitation. It is a locked-off, roped-off, sealed-off area of the room that isn't accessible to anyone. And it sounds like that is not ever true at OrcaCon. Hey, Donna. Right. Um, when you have the big open uh, play area, if someone has a game but they don't know how to, how to play it and they're looking for a teacher or if they have open spots, uh, you guys have signs to kind of call that information out, right? We do. We do. Yeah. And and also is that if you have a game and you don't know it and maybe all the game, because we have game hosts who do nothing but walk around and teach people how to play games and they'll join your game. They'll teach you or just like, hey, I don't know how to play it. So let's play it together. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I actually challenge anyone not to have fun. at all. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. Have you played the resistance? Well, there you? was that one guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That is actually interesting, Steve. What what kind of games do you like to play? Because I know you said you tend to get busy after this week of gaming uh, uh, after OrcaCon. What do you like to play? You know, um, I like to play. Sometimes I like to, like to play a new game, like uh, because there's Playtest Northwest that's there. Um, highly encourage people to check them out because these are up and coming, you know, game designers coming up with a new thing, right? So I, I love playing a, a couple of uh, games of that. Um, I just played and it was on penny arcade actually i was on a live stream 
uh, learning how to play Spirit Island, and I I want to play that um, <laughs> nice. again. Um, and, and so that those are kind of things that I, I like to I like to do. Um, I, you know, there's also oldies but goodies that I like to do, like Splendor. I love Splendor. Yes. Um, Cover your assets is kind of a new. Uh, newish, maybe about two, three years old. And what I love about that, it was designed by a local uh, person, you know, a, a Washingtonian. Yes. You know, not, I always look for those gems of uh, games that were designed here in Washington State for obvious reasons, you know. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Um, for those of the, uh, that are listening that want to get more information, OrcaCon 2023 will be held on January 6th through the 8th at the Hilton Bellevue in Washington State. The Hilton is a great hotel. Uh, yeah. I've been there multiple times and maybe for board gaming. Uh, I have to ask because uh, we get a little, uh, we get into some food talk as we talked about uh, uh, last week uh, Sean's lovely grandma's <laughs> horrible salad <laughs> that should never be made. Um, what food around the area can people be getting during your content? Are you going to have any food in the actual uh, venue itself? Oh, well, that's a funny that you should ask because I just recently updated our food truck menu Ooh. Um, for this year. So, what, what, you know, something that's, that a lot of people don't know. Um, the, the person or the, the group that owns the hotel that we're in uh, also owns the parking lot. And in a lot of hotels, when you have to pay for parking, even if you're attending an event, that's because the parking lot is usually a third party, Oh, uh, especially the closer you are to the airport. And so it's just like, well, how come you guys get free parking? It's because the guy owns it. So he owns the the land or he owns the, you know, he owns all of it. So basically it's like, oh, free parking for everybody all the time. And we're like, can we bring in food trucks? And they're like, yes. So we have some new ones, and we have some that uh, are uh, joining us who come, like, off the res, fry bread tacos. tacos. Um, they come every year. Nice. You know, we get the Chayan coffee trailer comes every year. Um, Little Jay's Super Dogs, Tabassum. Um, who else is coming up here? Tamale My Life. They came in for the first time yeah. this year, this past January, and everybody loved them. Yeah. So I think that there's uh, we're working. We've got one that's going to come that's Thai food. Another one uh, it's called Chicken Fix, and it's got lumpia, which I love. Oh, nice! Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, the hotel has its own, you know, it has its own food. Um, as far as what else is around, I don't know because I just eat at the food trucks. Yeah. But yeah, you, you can didn't... just, I think, some take. You can walk or take transit over to Bellevue Square, and there's tons of restaurants over there. Yeah, but there's really no reason for you to leave. I mean, the food trucks are amazing. And in fact, for uh, your listeners up there, all, all you got to do is go to the OrcaCon uh, website and, and there's a hotel tab and then a drop down menu. It says food trucks. It tells you which food trucks are coming in the particular uh, time frame. So definitely check that out. Uh, there's There's a lot of options for people. That's perfect. Mm-hmm. I love food trucks. That's the best way or the best kind of delivery system for food because there's often multiple things you want to try in the area. And if you have multiple food trucks, you get one for breakfast, you get one for lunch, you get one for dinner, you can stay fueled the whole gaming day. Oh, and if you have a big group, yeah, like I, you're never going to get everyone that wants the same thing, right? Like, okay, you yep. go get this, I'll go get that, and we'll all just kind of meet up and like share a little bit of each other's stuff. <laughs> well, there, yeah, in I mean, fact, the breakfast, uh, you're mentioning the breakfast, there's literally a food truck called 
breakfast all day, yes. which will be there Saturday and Sunday yes. or Saturday morning. So check it out. So that's where I mean. Yeah. And, and one of the things, and just real quick uh, about the food trucks, not only are just they awesome and the hotel staff loves it because they don't also don't have to leave. They can just go out and get, so you'll see the staff out there um, oh, getting, eating off the food trucks too. Um, is it comes back to our accessibility because accessibility means a lot of different things and conventions are expensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so this way, by having these different options, we offer something that, you know, we offer where somebody can have hot food and it's definitely cheaper than what you're going to find in the hotel and probably what you're going to find up in Bellevue Square. Now, you know, there's like McDonald's and things like that that you could drive to because Bellevue is not really easy to navigate on foot unless you're right in downtown. So, you know, it kind of has that for accessible is that it's financially accessible more than, you know, just hotel food. And it's also hitting the accessibility on people's dietary needs. So that way, you know, it's just like there's gluten-free food, there's dairy-free food, um, you know, there's kosher, there's like all different kinds of whatever people's dietary needs we try to hit them as much as possible so everybody can enjoy the food trucks and have something good to eat it's a very good point and it's smart and i mean i love a good walk but on a board gaming day i want my walk to be from table to table not from you know restaurant to restaurant in bellevue (laughs) (laughs) we want to maximize your tabletop gaming efficiency that's what we want to do that is very awesome (laughs) and i know because we get that you know it's a you know, there's there's lots of cons that have moved into the hotel that we are in, which is great. You know, the hotel is it's become known for having a really great staff and being a really great place to have conventions. I think BrickCon, the Leo convention was there mm-hmm. this past time because a lot of c- conventions have also been downsizing, you know, that were larger. <clears throat> so everybody fits really well in that space. Um, so I, th- I they're just I, I just like I like it. <laughs> I like that space, and they're very nice. Yeah, I mean, it's it was amazing every time I've been there. And, I mean, I, the past worker cons have been fantastic. And, you know, this is coming off a, a great holiday vacation that most people will be on. And I can't think of a better gift than a little past orca con. That's well, correct. And, and in fact, uh, you know, your listeners should go on orcacon.org and register right now with the early bird registration. Uh, well, er, sorry, register online and before december 26 it's 70 dollars for an adult three day and for a wow. child it is 55 dollars. that Dang. is a yeah. steal yeah yeah now it go, and do it now don't 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 wait till registration because obviously they're gonna you know it's gonna go up in price exactly yeah. plus it'll be just we'll in time have, for christmas um, once we turn off uh online sales we'll put the information up about day passes so if only if somebody wants to come for the day, they can't stay the whole time. Um, but I did want to also give a shout out is that our because we had so many games arrive. So you could do a whole show about what happened in 2022 about this year's OrcaCon that we uh. had. <laughs> it's just like, I'm having PTSD, Donna. Oh, my God. Uh-oh. You know, the, the, all the avalanches, the passes being closed, oh. Canada's rules, people could come down, they couldn't get home. Yep. Um, the flooding of I-5, where people from the south couldn't get up through here. I mean, it was just it was just a comedy of errors, I guess. <laughs> that happens. And so, yeah, it's just like, so we have some of the play and win library from last year 
added to a really big list of play and win. I think I, if I have, if I haven't put it on the website, I'm going to put it on the website. Hopefully this uh-huh. week, it shows you all the different games for the play to win. Oh my gosh! I, who doesn't love yeah. to win a game? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, so yeah. we've got some new new groups that uh, Double Exposure has put together to add on there, and then of course. Uh, with my day job, which is Catan Studio, is that we're also donating to that too. Oh wow, Do- Donna, yeah. you should also talk about the amazing Catan tournament. Oh yeah, you gotta national love that. Qualifier. It's a yeah national qualifier on Saturday, and oh, so wow. uh, yeah, play three games and then one final game, and then that person wins a seat at the national championship. Oh man, that's next a, year. that's quite wow. the prize. That is a good. Break. Yeah, and so if you if you win the national, you get to go to the world championship. And like I was saying earlier before we were recording, is I was I was just in Malta, so we flew over to the Mediterranean and, and <laughs> held the world championship. Wow, you know, it was eighty six cool. players from forty nine countries. Oh, so man. it was it's a, it's a deal. It's a big deal. That's inclusion right there. <laughs> yeah. Now, you did mention a $70 sale pass, but I heard you also might have uh, a little uh, block pricing for the hotels because you can, of course, stay at the Hilton. Oh, yeah. In fact, you want to enhance your con experience. You want to you don't want to worry about, oh, did I drink too much or, oh, I'm playing Twilight Imperium into three o'clock in the morning and I got to go home. (laughs) You don't want to do that. So, yeah, go go online to orcacon.org. Click on hotel. Uh, the room rates are right there. Uh, standard one king, standard two queen beds, $109 per night. That is freaking awesome. And then the high floor king, uh, two queens at $139 per night. So um, you got to do it. Get the whole con experience. That's right. One elevator down to the board games. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's so awesome. I always get so pumped up. Sean, do you have anything else? I'm just excited to go. I can't wait. I'm I'm pumped. What about you, Josh? Are you guys going to break your records for longest gaming session in a row? <laughs> Why stop? Uh-oh. Yeah. We don't, we don't stop. No. Yeah. That, it, you play, you're playing Twilight Imperium? Is that what's going on? You see, it's a whole other level playing Twilight Imperium with BJ. Oh, gosh. <laughs> that, that's a 48-hour affair right there. Oh, well, again, OrcaCon 2023 will be held January 6th through the 8th at the Hilton Bellevue in Washington. Go online to their website, orcacon.org, to get more information and that sweet $70 little uh, sale they have going on right before the holidays. Uh, again, thank you so much for joining us, Steve and Donna. It's been awesome to have you on. It's thank always you. such a good time talking to y'all. Thank you so much, Steve and Donna. Those two are awesome. I cannot wait to do a bunch of board gaming go to orcacon.org again to get all the information for the convention that comes up on january 6th through the 8th yeah it's gonna be a lot of fun i can't wait i'll be there i won't be sleeping (laughs) no you will be under or above a board game table one of the two (laughs) fair and that has nothing to do with sleep hey sean (laughs) yes i think it's time we move on to some quick starters everything crowdfunded the games that we love to back that are coming up soon Oh, yeah. So first we're going to talk about uh, Cube Monster by Crazy Box with uh, two Zs. It's a one-to-four player game, about 25 minutes per player. Uh, this is a cube drafting game uh, with some engine building set in. So essentially you're going to be drafting these cubes to feed the monster. Uh, if players aren't able to feed the monster, if uh, uh, people aren't keeping up with feeding it, uh, you're going to suffer penalties. 
So Once the, you draft, then uh, there's going to be a drafting sequence after you've fed the monster. You're going to draft those cubes and use them to uh, do some little engine building things with your own tableau of cards. And then uh, basically you're going to try and race up to the top of this mountain. Uh, this is interesting because the cubes are actually pretty big size. They're 15 millimeter cubes. So these are very large, chunky pieces that uh, are in the game. Well, he's a hungry monster. <laughs> he is a hungry monster. And he gets angry when you don't feed him, just like me at a board game convention. <laughs> this, uh, if you go with the like the full all-in pledge level for this, this is going to have some amazing table presence. So uh, first up, we're going to talk about the champion pledge. That's the base game. That's $59. Uh, there's a monstrous pledge for $100 that gets you the 3D monster board. Now, what that is, is a hand, this grasping monster hand that the cube board sits into. And it's actually a playable piece, so it'll sit on the table. Um, there's a 199 pledge that gets you the monster board, the game, and a 3D mountain. So the mountain piece, you have minis in the game uh, that shows you your space on uh, the mountain as you're climbing up and trying to you know, get to the highest spot. Uh, <coughs> visually, this game just looks Absolutely incredible, and it's got a lot of like really positive reviews in regards to how it plays. So, you know, fun playing game, awesome table presence. This looks really, really cool. Has it won? I see two awards. Yes, it actually won some awards. So uh, they won the Cardboard Edison Award and the Iron Award. Oh. So they're a, they're a new uh, publisher. So that's typically a lot of the indie uh, games go through Cardboard Edison. So this is really cool to see them uh, doing really well. Uh, so far, they've uh, unlocked the ink-washed minis, which that's always really cool, and uh, the monster die cube thrown. So there's a monster die. You actually get to place it in its own little piece uh, that just comes as a freebie. And uh, extra cubes just in case, you know, things get lost. Right now, they're sitting at around 63K of their 20K. Oh, I'm sorry, 69K of Whoa. their 20K. So nice. eh, they're uh, really cruising up there. Uh, they've got about 811 backers, and this is going to be ending on December 21st. Oh, so man. Get in there. It's going to be ending soon. So Today? Yeah. yeah. So check it out. Uh, I'm sure they'll have a late pledge as well if you happen to miss that, but get in and check it out. It looks really, really awesome. Are you going to invest at the Cube Vester pledge? <laughs> the Cube Vester? <laughs> the Cube Vester pledge is $925. Jeez, what'd yeah, you get we'll for that? <laughs> Three real silver cubes. Well, okay, Actual that makes silver. sense, I guess, yeah. yeah. Large, real silver cube. Shiny. <laughs> Shiny. Sorry, anyway. Yes, uh, Soul, Last Days of a Star. Now, this is a game that's actually been out for a while. We've actually played this, Josh. Do you remember, do you remember playing look this game? Look at the, <laughs> that, that look on his face. <laughs> well, see, sometimes Sean remembers playing games <laughs> with people that Sean never played with people. Lies. Never I, I played this game once yes. at... Uh, Vernon Wells or old buddies, Vernon Wells. Oh, and I played with uh, some of the staff there. Yeah, all right. I know. Uh, I played it when I played this. I played it at uh, BJ. So he had a copy of this game as well. Uh, this is the local uh, game publisher, uh, Elephant Laboratories. So in Seoul, the last days of a star, uh, it's an action point based game. So you're going to be acquiring resources from layers of the sun. The board is actually this big giant sun. And you're, everybody's orbiting this thing. You're sending out uh, pieces to try and like pull resources from the sun. Uh, you're creating these orbiting space stations uh, that gives you 
basically you're trying to acquire enough power to be able to get out because the sun's going to explode. It's the last days. Why's it got to do that? Why's it got to do that? So you're trying to get out. So there's a little bit of cooperativeness because as you're pulling uh, resources from the sun, it's getting closer to blowing up. So you can't race it too much because everybody goes. Everybody will die. So there's a little bit of that, but then you want to, to win as well. So it's really it's a really cool game. Uh, so Sean just, killed everyone. That's Sean what I heard. Killed everybody. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really pretty game uh, with all the different ships and the stations and the sun diver pieces and all this. Like really neat. Um, so what they've done actually is they're doing a reprint of the game, but not just a reprint. So if you have this game, uh, they have a wood insert. Uh, the wood insert is engraved uh, and labeled. It looks absolutely gorgeous. And you can get the just the wood insert uh, for $25. Really cool. So they're not just leaving out people that have bought their game previously. And I might have to back it just because it's made by Elephant Laboratories, and I am very biased towards elephants. Exactly. They're amazing. <laughs> <laughs> you can also get the Mothership Pledge level for 65 That gets you the game. And if you get the Arc Pledge for 85 that's the game and the wood insert which is actually cheaper than if you were buying them separately. And Joey, it's safe to back. Mothership's a pledge level, not the game Mothership. Okay, good, because <laughs> we know how I feel about that. <laughs> they're doing a great job. 142K of their 60K goals, so they're very well-funded. Um, they've got over 1,500 backers right now, and it's going to be ending on January 3rd. So you got some got some time, but get in and check this out, because this is a really cool game. It's got 7.5 on BGG, which is a really good ranking for them, so it's awesome to see them keep, keep it going. Uh, this is another one. I hadn't heard of this before until I started doing some uh, research for our quick starter segment. This is Goldblivion by Goblivian Games. Uh, Goblivion is actually the first game that they did, and it's a uh, cooperative tower defense type game. Goldblivion is a competitive game, and uh, I saw deck building, and like I, I love deck building, but they call it a double deck building game. Now, what they do for double deck building is you actually have two different decks. One deck is for your combat. So being uh, some different combat you can go and do on. Uh, the other deck is sort of your uh, tableau building. Uh, so that's one of the ways that they kind of change up the whole deck building aspect. But another element is when you do combat, you have to call out your weakest card. So there's automatically some, some deck calling going on just through how you play the game. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, and then um, when you purchase cards, they get added automatically to your uh, your deck, and you have no discard pile. So when you're doing your tableau stuff, it's you know getting shuffled back into your deck. So you're actually like you're you're guaranteed things are going to be coming up, right? And you never really quite know. Really, really interesting take on on deck building. Uh, something I hadn't seen before that, which is always really cool to see in Goblivion. Like I said, it's a tower defense, and this is a competitive game, and you're basically trying to race to get 10 gold pieces. So that's sort of your goal in the game. I was wondering when gold was going to show up. There we go. Yep. Uh, they're at 48K of their 20K goal, and they've got about 750 backers. This is another one that's going to be ending on December 21st. Uh, they've got a couple of different pledge levels. Uh, there's the new game, which is $30. You can also get uh, Goblivion, their original game, for $30. It's a uh, 7.7 on BGG, so it's got a good ranking. And then if you want both, you can get it for $59. Awesome. Well, from Kickstarter to GameFound, Sean, I see we have another game with Batman. 
with Batman. This is a preview. So this Ooh. game is not available yet, uh, and the reason why people might want to check this out now is if you preview this game, and you can actually follow on GameFound, and when you follow, what you'll get sometimes is a free gift, and you actually get a free gift with this. Is it Batman? Uh, it is not Batman. It is Dang. something a little cooler. It's cooler than it's Batman? It's cooler than Batman, <laughs> in my my opinion, anyway. Batman's boomerang. <laughs> Batarang. <laughs> you get to, uh, you actually get a, they call it a skin, Okay. So what it is, it's going to change out one of your asylum people into Bane. Bane! Into Bane. Uh, so Escape from Arkham Asylum, Batman Escape from Arkham Asylum on GameFound. This is a really interesting game. So um, you're trying to escape from Arkham as Joker, as Harley Quinn, you know, as, as the rogues gallery from Batman. And you... If you're too loud, if you're you know make too much noise, if you cause too much commotion, then Batman will come and you know try and hunt you down. So you're trying to avoid him. You're also trying to get out, uh, trying to set the other people up. So it's competitive. And Bane is our stealth mode. He might be. I don't know. Like he he's one of the people that you can <laughs> unlock. It's a special <laughs> gift that they give. He's just a cool looking character. <laughs> oh, he's a okay. he's a, yeah. he's probably more from the animated series Harley Quinn than he is from the. <laughs> Break Batman's back movies. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think the idea is that you're going to be like being kind of crazy and chaotic, and yeah. you know things are going to happen. So Batman's going to be. Well, I don't out. expect Joker to be quiet either. Yeah, I'm exactly. Just saying. Just <laughs> this is not the uh, silent group of people you would expect. <laughs> uh, so you can get in and check this out. Um, I'm not sure exactly when it's going to be launching. Probably early next year. Uh, but if you follow now, like I said, you get that free gift. It looks really cool. I love any time you get to play as the bad guys in games. So you? That's really neat. Yeah, I know. Never. Crazy, right? <laughs> it's a one to five player game as well. So they will have a solo play, which is pretty neat. One to five bad players. One to five bad players. All right, Sean. Last is a, well, this is something special. So I, we don't typically talk about RPGs because we don't get a chance to do a lot of role playing games. Um, but. Just the concept of this alone, I felt I wanted to bring to the Geek Nationals because this is really, really way out there in Bizarro Land. So this is called Silver Plate, a tasty campaign setting for 5th edition D&D. So what this is, uh, you're going to be playing in a land where food is sentient. You are playing as food people. <laughs> I am a food person. <laughs> Blackerly man. Things that you can play as. You can play as the hamburger monk, yeah. a coffee cleric, a hot dog fighter, a pineapple pizza bard, and all kinds of crazy, crazy stuff. I will be the pineapple pizza bard. <laughs> Bring me the cheese. I love this quote. Let the sugar feed your rage as a path of sugar rush barbarian. Have the spirits of vegetables assist you as a vegetable gorilla conclave ranger or awaken, vitalize, and purify your party members as a rejuvenation domain cleric. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> I'll take 10. <laughs> the artwork on this is actually really good for as bizarre and insane as it is. Uh, the very first image that you see when you go to Silver Plate on Kickstarter is uh, the hot dog dude. It's just bonkers. I absolutely love this just crazy setting. Um, it's $21 if you just want the PDF. Uh, and that's just the campaign setting. If you want the campaign setting and an adventure, it's 31 Both really reasonable prices. Uh, if you want the hardcover books, it's going to be a little more expensive, of course. Uh, the campaign setting hardcover is 51 and the campaign and adventure hardcover is $81. Um, but that will also get you um, 
a GM screen and some other cool stuff, some maps and whatnot. When it comes to D&D, you got to go hardcover. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. But uh, this is just such a bizarre, really cool, out there, just completely unique setting. Uh, if you like really weird, bonkers stuff like this, definitely check it out. They've got 99K of their 10K goal, so there's at least uh, 1,300 plus people that, uh, you know, like weird stuff like this, <laughs> and I fully support it. Uh, this ends on January 5th, so check this one out, too. Awesome. Well, thank you, Geek Nationals, for joining us on an incredible episode of BGA. OrcaCon is coming up. Again, orcacon.org to get more information. Get your tickets now. We will hope to see you there. But until next time, let everyone...